This is This is City Stories from Move.org. Uh, but this was definitely one of those places where I let my walls down and and had a good time making everybody laugh. And I think that's kind of like the first time that people started to to see like my fun side, um, you know, which may or may not have involved a lot of dancing in a speedo. Hi everyone, I'm Craig Hanks. Welcome to the show. Every episode here we highlight a city through the eyes of one of its companies and some of its employees. Today we're talking about Salt Lake City with the employees of ClearLink. If you're considering a move or if somebody you know is considering a move to Salt Lake City, then here we want to kind of give an idea of what life is like there. Hopefully we'll dispel some myths and maybe reinforce some of the stereotypes that are absolutely true. Uh, so I spent some time, like I said, with the employees of ClearLink, and I want to walk you through what I learned. So before I go any farther, I'll introduce Josh. Uh, my name is Josh. And David. Yeah, so my name is David. I work at a company called ClearLink in Salt Lake. Josh was our speedo dancer from the top of the show. I sat down with them and more briefly with about 50 other ClearLink employees to talk about Salt Lake City and the company they work for because today we're highlighting both. Well, let's start with the city. Salt Lake City seems like one of those places that everyone's heard about and everyone has a few ideas of what it must be like there. They think uh, there's a lot of Mormons, there's skiing, there's mountains. Uh, Yeah, and speaking of mountains, when I asked the folks at ClearLink what comes to mind when they think of Salt Lake City, I got a lot of this. Mountains. 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 Seriously, everyone here talks about the mountains all the time. And they should. I actually grew up in the Pacific Northwest. There were plenty of mountains around, but I've never seen anything quite like this. If you want to try something just for fun sometime, go on to Google Earth on the satellite view and then go to Salt Lake City. Zoom out until you can see the entire Salt Lake Valley. Without even going there, you get a sense of what they're talking about. The only direction without these massive mountains is to the northwest, and that's where you find the Great Salt Lake. So it's just mountains and nature as far as the eye can see, even from the middle of the city. Speaking of the landscape, if you want to see something really trippy, go back onto Google uh, and look at some side-by-side photos of Salt Lake City and Tehran, Iran. I swear they're almost identical. It's really crazy. You should check it out. Anyway, the mountains surrounding Salt Lake City are every bit as gorgeous as everyone says. The best way to experience them, though, isn't to admire them from the valley, but to go up into them, drive the canyons, hike the trails, ski and snowboard on the slopes. Heck, you can do all three at once and have a pretty great day. In fact, that was one of the other things that kept coming up in my conversations with ClearLink employees. Skiing? Skiing. Outdoors. Outdoors. Snow? Yeah, people around here are pretty excited about the outdoors. I'm sure you get that by now, so let's move on. Of course, not everything about any city is going to be perfect, so I asked people what their least favorite things were about Salt Lake City. Distracted drivers. I don't think we have the best or the most courteous of drivers. Eh, I don't know if I buy it. I'm pretty sure I could interview anyone from L.A. to Muleshoe, Texas, and they'd all say their drivers are the worst. And I'm pretty sure they could all make a pretty good case. So anyway, drivers, bad, fine. But if we're going to go negative, let's talk about something you might not think of right away. 
One complaint you'll hear often is the smog. 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 Salt Lake City is smog. Which is basically... Beijing-level air quality uh, for a couple weeks a year. Well, I looked up the numbers, and while David may be overstating his case a bit, it is pretty nasty. What they're talking about is the inversion that happens once or twice every winter. There's a lot of scientific stuff that I don't understand, and I'm not going to try to explain, but basically, usually the air is colder the higher you go. But when conditions are right, that gets flipped or inverted, and the warm air becomes a cap and it traps the cold stuff below. Now the cold is one thing, but it also traps all the pollution with it, and Salt Lake is somewhat densely populated for several miles along the mountains, so it does get pretty nasty for a while. It's not quite as bad as Los Angeles, and it's nowhere near Beijing levels, but it is gross. The good news is that the inversion with its smog only lasts a couple of weeks out of the year, so it's nasty and everyone hates it, but basically they just grit their teeth and get through it so they can enjoy the rest of their year. Now, before I go any further, there's a certain elephant in the room that I should talk about, because if there's one thing everyone knows about Utah, it's that there are lots of Mormons here. And when people are considering a move to Utah, there's a very specific worry. I think some people get worried about the religious culture. I got plenty of reassurances about that, though. Anything tied to the Mormon church, for the most part, is exaggerated. When people get here, they realize it's either less bad or less good than they'd heard. I have to admit, I was confused by that one. But David, who, by the way, is from out of state, explained that basically people get this idea that Mormons are either the nicest, friendliest people in the world who never stop smiling and leave trails of sunshine wherever they go, or they're horrible backward bigots who hate everything different from them. Now, according to David, they're basically just, you know, people. There was one interesting little tidbit that I got, though, about living in a very Mormon-heavy culture. You know, I think that's... Especially in Salt Lake City, I don't think that's nearly as prevalent as like Utah County where you'll feel it way more. Basically, if you're not super familiar with the geography here, what Josh is talking about is Utah County, home to Brigham Young University. It's directly south of Salt Lake County, and it has apparently a much more monolithically Mormon feel to it than you get in Salt Lake itself. On a future podcast, we'll talk about the suburbs for anyone thinking of moving here. Because, you know, there's Salt Lake City and then there's a lot more outside of it, of course. But for now, I'll just say that according to the locals, there's a certain paradox that says that in Utah, the closer you are to the headquarters of the Mormon church, the less you'll feel its effects. We'll come back to Salt Lake City in a moment, but I'm going to very strategically shift for a few minutes and talk about Clearlink, whose employees were kind enough to help me on this podcast. First things first, what is Clearlink? Uh, Clearlink does uh, digital marketing uh, from the point of contact with somebody, a prospective customer, um, all the way through to the sale. Yeah, okay, that helps a little, but could you be a little more specific? We, we market to people that are looking for services, a home phone, internet, TV, stuff like that, uh, home security. We have good websites, and that is all handled by the marketing side. And then they call us on the call center side, and we sell them phone, internet, TV, home security, turn it over to the brand partner, and they pay us for new customers. Basically, Clearlink has two sides. The marketing side, made up of one or 200 people, markets home services online to you and me. When you or I call in, their call center staff of around 1,000 facilitates the sale of those services, and at the end of it all, hopefully, everyone's happy. So what they do is not that complex, at least not from the outside. 
They employ programmers, web designers, writers, strategists, social media people, basically anything you would need to build a whole bunch of websites. If you want an example of a pretty cool one, head over to highspeedinternet.com. You can check out some of the stuff they've built there. It's super slick. And then on the sales side, again, from the outside, it's nothing you wouldn't expect. Hundreds of agents taking calls from folks looking for home services. Now, I know what you're thinking because Josh was thinking it too. You know, the actual what we do isn't that awesome, but it's uh, like what we are, I guess, as a family and a community. And I think a lot of us can say that about our day jobs. It's not terribly sexy or glamorous, but we're not asking for it to be. We want something reasonably fulfilling, sure, but more importantly, we want to do our job around people we love and respect. Now, this theme came up again and again when I would ask people to describe this company in one word. Clearlink is family. Relationships. Culture. Friendly. People. Familial. Community. In fact, one person I talked to said he would never have pictured himself working in digital marketing, and it was an odd choice for him. When I asked if he was looking at other opportunities elsewhere, he literally laughed in my face and said, No, this is home. This is family. Now, I said it was a strategic shift to talk about Clearlink a few minutes ago, and here's why. I think understanding Clearlink and maybe some of the other companies around here is a key to understanding the city itself. When I was chatting with these folks about their company and their city, I would often get confused about which one they were talking about at any given moment. They would use words like fun, or relaxed, or interesting, or energetic, and when I would ask which one they were talking about, the company or the city, they'd often shrug their shoulders and say, both. After a while, I came to think that this was no coincidence. I think Clearlink may be a pretty nice little microcosm for the city itself. Like Clearlink, Salt Lake City isn't terribly sexy or glamorous, but it has a remarkable community, able, it seems, to take in just about anyone. Why is this the case? What's the secret sauce? I have no idea. That's why this won't be the last podcast we do exploring Salt Lake City. But like so many mid-sized cities, it seems like Salt Lake excels at being everything to everyone. It has enough energy to keep you busy if that's what you want, but it's also remarkably relaxed. Which brings me actually to what may be my favorite explanation of the Salt Lake attitude, which came in my discussion with David. I think it's the idea of like a super motivated surfer, right? Like somebody who really cares about being good at something, but is also just like a really relaxed person. That's how I feel around here. I mean, I've mentioned this PPC specialist on my team. She jumps out of helicopters onto mountains, sometimes that people haven't ever skied. Uh, she is, she's a bad woman. And then on the flip side, like she's got two little kids and is super soft-spoken and uh, very relaxed and very organized and just an awesome person. And so not that everybody's a professional skier here, um, but I think it does, the city itself offers that possibility. The rhythm of the city isn't super fast paced uh, it's not open 24 hours a day like you'd find in New York, and it's not so laid back, um, but it offers that balance. A lot of people spend a lot of their time outdoors, and so there's that kind of peace and serenity. There's no way we're done exploring Salt Lake City, and there are many more people and companies here I'd love to chat with. But this is a short podcast, and we haven't even scratched the surface of what Salt Lake City is and what it has to offer. In future episodes, we'll talk about Salt Lake City's food culture, nightlife, neighborhoods, festivals. Maybe we'll even delve into its religion or its politics or its surprisingly vibrant gay culture. But for now, let's head out. A special thanks to everyone at Clearlink who spent time chatting with me, especially David and Josh. 
And don't forget, if you or someone you know is considering a move to Salt Lake City, head to move.org for more of the info you'll need to decide whether this city is right for you. I did have a friend, uh, so she was from Switzerland, and she had heard of Gilgal Gardens. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's an interesting little, uh, for the listeners, it's an interesting little grove of weird statues, and it's a little bit creepy almost. I don't know if I, that's the right way. I mean, maybe it's just artistic, and I'm not cultured enough to realize it. I don't know if you can do it anymore. I think you can. There's a tube, like an eight-foot tube. So there's obviously a river running through that. Late spring, early summer, so June, you would dam the opening, open up, and the water would just wash you down the tube. I don't think anybody's ever died doing it, so it's technically still safe to do it. It's, it's a good city. It's I feel like it's an underrated city. I hope nobody moves here. I like it the way it is. I like the size that it is currently. You know, it's a great place to live. I absolutely love living here. It's gorgeous. Um, you know, I kind of don't want people to move here, but it's not a bad thing, right, to promote ourselves, at least for tourism. <laughs> but no, it's a beautiful place, great company. Uh, you can't go wrong living in Salt Lake or working at Clear Link. Absolutely not.